Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Acts chapter 16, verse 13, 14, 15. said, where prayer was customarily made. That's where they found some women. If there's a prayer meeting, you don't find women there. I don't think God is moving. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gates to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. Yeah. Where prayer was customarily made. It was a custom. Because of that prayer, verse 9 happened because of this prayer. Actually, verse 7 and 8 were all preparation Look at verse 7. Let's start from verse 6. I think it will make sense. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the regions of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach there. Don't go there. You don't have time to go there. You don't, there's no time for this. Why? Holy Spirit, did you say we, we shouldn't? I don't know human means there. They are. But there are other people praying. So you are not going there. Something is moving. And then they say, okay, well, they don't know where the Spirit of God was telling them to go, but the Spirit would not allow them to go anywhere. So, then they, at, after they had come to visit, they tried, I like the King James, they assayed. I hope King James will say assayed. Yeah, yeah I like that. I see the, the English there. They assayed. It means try. So, sometimes when you're talking to your friend, say, when are you coming? So, I will assay, I will assay. <laughs> they are said to go to Bethania but the spirit said no sometimes you want to lay hands on somebody the spirit will not just give you the release but the spirit suffered them not now look at the verse 8 and they passed by Methia and came to Troas so now but at Troas look at verse 9 that's where we are coming to and in a vision, in a vision appeared to Paul in, in the night. Uh, one of the places said, in a night vision. You know, the, I read different versions. So sometimes when you're reading one version, it says, in a night vision, there appeared a, a, a man came to him. There stood a man where, of Macedonia. What does that mean? There are personalities responsible for every community. If you raise a child in Brixton, you have to re- anticipate some things. If you raise a child in Holland, you have to anticipate some things. Wherever commun- a community or territory you find yourself, you must, as a spiritual person, you must know what prevails. What you are likely to be dealing with. So there's a, there was a man, a man of Macedonia, I like it. And the man appeared in a vision. That wasn't an angel. It was the personality of Macedonia. He appeared in a, uh, 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 in, a, in a vision for saying, come over to into Macedonia now and do what? Help us. So he was part the us. It's a personality. It's not an angel. Angel doesn't live there. Help us. Jesus looked at Jerusalem. He said, oh, it's like he was talking to a city. Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. 
in Matthew chapter, I think 23, 37 or something like that. Ah, it's there. Oh, Jerusalem, thou that kill. Ah, who are you talking to? You are addressing a city? Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. You who killed the prophet. So if you are a prophet and you go to Jerusalem, you must know what to expect. When you are a prophet, you go to other places, you might escape. You might be okay. But Jerusalem is a thou that killed prophets. So, there are personalities governing cities and sometimes so are you trying to say if I raise a child in a particular place, the child will automatically turn out? No, 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 no. The point I'm making is you must be aware of the terrain. What you are likely to face. A lot of people caught all kinds of sicknesses. In fact, there are if you don't protect yourself, you are able to catch some sickness. But there are a lot of people who also are not protected. They don't catch it. Yeah, so, but you must know that the thing is in the air. Huh. But you might be the one whose ear might be chopped off by mistaking Peter. <laughs> so you are better putting your helmet on when you are going to arrest a Jesus because somebody's ear might come off. <laughs> Are you learning something? Oh, yes. We are about to pray. Don't join those who are backsliding. Uh, you don't have a future in backsliding. There's no future. There's no future in backsliding. Tweet it. And those who have been reading your status, put it on your status so they can see. There's no future in backsliding. But the problem is usually who is backsliding is full of himself or herself. Bible says that the backslider is um, um, in his own conceit. Is set in his own. He's backsliding, but it's, it's, you can't rise because I know what I'm doing. You are not praying, so, but I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you have moved in with a guy. Oh, I know what I'm doing. The fact that I didn't come to church doesn't mean I'm, read, I'm not reading my Bible. <laughs> the fact that you didn't see me in church doesn't mean I, I, I've not been joining the fasting. I've been joining the fasting just just that you don't know. Oh, come on, look at you. I'm just telling you some of the things you hear from backsliders. They downplay the corporate activity. When you start backsliding, the first thing you do is you downplay corporate activities. It's a clear sign that you are backsliding. But usually you still feel they, they leave them. You will think they are judging you. And given one or two years, it will, it will be showing so clear. Now your, your, act, your comments has, has changed. The, the things you are saying about church has changed. I don't have to go to church for God to bless me. <laughs> Say, God, no problem. Satan will get you. Before you say some things, try and check your background or your family background. And some of us, you have to be careful, especially parents, your children. Your background is not good. Or your husband's background is not good. And by now, if you're a wise parent, you will see traits. As soon as they are born, you can... If it, My wife could tell that the head of this child looks like my people. In the womb, when they did a scan. She said, this one is your head. <laughs> Let's finish that text. 
So the verse 9 says that a man of Macedonia appeared. He said, come to Macedonia and help us. He was part of it. Then the next verse, then after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assured, uh, assuredly gathering, uh, gathering that the Lord, give me New King James, please. We immediately, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach there. See, where we wanted to preach. The, so, the, so when they got into the city, they would always have somewhere to lodge. They found a place to lodge. And so, verse, let's, 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 let's read for so I can tell you. So I say, okay, we do the Bible, some Bible studies, don't worry. Verse 6, the, the next verse, please. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis. Okay, watch this. And from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of the part of Macedonia. So it's like a chief city in Macedonia. So it's like you come to uh, England and you are in London. It's a chief city. So Philippa, that's where the letter of Philippians. Philippians wrote to the Christians in Philippi. And uh, 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 Macedonia, a colony. And we, we, and we were staying in that city for some days. They went there and they were staying. I believe that they were having their own time of prayer and planning. They didn't preach. They went to go and preach there, but they went and stayed in the city, in, in the city for a while. Then now look at the verse 13 we read earlier. On the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. You see, so that means that there was a, there was a place of prayer already in the city. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, that is why a man, it was the prayer that appeared like a man. Come and help us. They were trying to go to some places. Holy Ghost said, no. Some people, there's a place of prayer that is going on. Yeah. People were praying. When you pray, you move heaven. They went where prayer was customary. And we sat down and spoke to the women who were there. There will always be women when there are prayers. There will always be women. The women who were there. And then look at this. Now, a certain woman named Lydia is a woman of Tigeria, one of the cities that Jesus mentioned, the church of Tigeria. Yeah. She was a purple seller. She was a very successful businesswoman. Yeah. Wealthy woman, but she was always going to the place of prayer. Yeah. It's in your Bible. It's just there. Lydia was very well to do because she, she sold purple. Those type purples were only for royals. Doctor were luxury brand. She sold it. And they found her at the place where prayer was customarily made. So when we start this regular prayer thing, don't exempt yourself. You must be a Lydia type of person. Even if you have a big job. Even if you're I'm, I'm busy, I'm busy. You cannot be so busy you don't have time for what keeps you going. Yeah. One of the things I find about planes, even though I don't own one, is... Yet, 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 is that before any plane takes off, what they check everything, they make sure they check the wind will go like this, and 
the player will shake himself and do this. <laughs> you know when footballers are coming to play football? Yeah, play. Before it goes up, because you don't want to go up and then find out that the, wind, that the wing, one of the wing is. Yeah. So a standard procedure. They check all those things and get ready for a takeoff. God is preparing you for a takeoff. I'm speaking as a prophet. Some of you, within one year, people who knew you in the past, they'll be surprised. Is this the same person? Not because you have lost weight, but because you have gained height in the spirit. How shall these things be? It's going to be a function of the Holy Spirit. Enjoy the move of the Holy Spirit prayerlessly. Some of you, the where you live is hard to pray. You need to come to the riverside. <laughs> so we are creating a riverside experience. Between now and the end of the year, it's going to be a riverside experience. Anything that has denied you access, has denied you opportunity, has denied you lifting, that thing is coming under judgment and coming down. By the power of the Holy Ghost. So shall it be. So we are going to create a riverside experience based on Acts chapter 16 verse 13. And it says that they were going there and they found Lydia, a purple seller, who believed, let's look at Lydia. The Lord, oh, the Lord opened her heart. That is a very serious statement. I taught you how God based on the stubbornness of your heart, can go quiet over you. Not that he's not fighting for you. But he's speaking to you, he didn't listen. He's speaking to you, he didn't listen. He's not like Saddam who keep talking. It gets to a time God stops talking. Like I showed you how Jesus stopped speaking to Pontius Pilate. Stop giving him answers. When God goes silent on you, you are getting into trouble. And not just that, some people, God doesn't only go silent, he actually gives them a bad heart to believe a lie. Yeah. When you start backsliding and talking rubbish, you are likely to contract a spirit that makes you believe a lie. For this reason, God sent them strong delusion that they should be... Ah! Can you imagine? See, people don't know God. Though. They think God is just like Father Christmas. <laughs> Santa Claus. We want to take it. Yeah. No, 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 no. If you don't have time for God, he doesn't have time for you. And if you choose to be stubborn and you to be, be, become recalcitrant and disrespectful towards the things of God, God will give you up and allow you to believe a lie. In Romans chapter 1 verse 25, the Bible says that they did not embrace the truth. They chose something else. It says that they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Yeah. So suddenly you believe that you begin to think, I don't need a prayer. 
God has <laughs> your downfall has started. I don't need to. I don't. I don't need to give my tithe. No problem. You used to be a tithe giver until you got a husband. And you married a person who doesn't pay tithe. Instead of helping him see God, because the woman has a lot of powers. Yeah, yeah. How a man will do well has a lot to do with the kind of wife he's got. And some of you innocent looking ladies, you are dangerous. Because you can divert a man away from the things of God for your own purpose. Most of the women, as I've been pastor for some time now, they marry guys, not all, some are amazing. They marry guys and keep them in church. Because nowadays it's not safe if your man is not in church. Because even to maintain them in church, pornography is harassing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are people who are sitting here and last night they didn't sleep. They just were watching different things. But may you have a riverside experience. So, the ladies, most of them, want a man who will be in church. Because when you look at his, his history, you know I'm talking to you. They want him in church, but not too much. Just be in church so you can be a nice man. That past, Pastor David's preaching is very good. Listen to him and do what will give us peace in our But don't sacrifice too much. And now every time you are in church, you are setting up, you are doing this. I need, we need some family time. We need some family time. Now the children are two. They are three. I, 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 need, I need your help. And you're always going to church. Uh-huh, you see? We need some quality time. So, he said, um, so when they went to pray, the Lord opened the heart of Lydia. God has some keys. He has some keys. So, just familiarize yourself with the place of prayer. Who is supposed to help you? You won't go after them. They will come after you. God opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Look at the next verse. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us. She didn't try. And she was begging, please, please, I need to. I said, begging to, to what? If you have judged me a faith, a, 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 to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. Ah! Free accommodation, a rich woman. No? And she's not those kind of women who are bringing you because they want you to come. No, 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 no. This is somebody who has seen that this, the hand of God is on you. There are some companies that will come looking for you. Because God will open their hearts. Yeah. So God opened Lydia's heart 
who asked them to come and stay? It, it, she was begging them, if you are far, if you judge me faithful, please come and stay in my house. So eventually I said, okay, I'll come, I'll come. You have to learn how to persuade a man of God to receive things from you. Wow. Don't say, he didn't say thank you. <laughs> she begged them, can you imagine, begging somebody to come and live in your house. For you to be responsible. You know when people come to your house, it can be very frustrating. It's okay to visit. Sometimes if it's some of you, no one can visit you. That's why when we are doing visitation, we call you, you never answered. Don't come. We call you, you never answered. Don't come. All that has already recorded, been recorded in your history. Yeah. Church sent people to come and visit you. You were playing tricks with them. Because, because of the spirit of prodigality. I'm teaching some deep things. Because not everybody will be stranded in the highways of life. It can be. It can be. There are two things that determine certain type of supernatural breakthroughs you can walk in. There are other things, but I want to mention two. Number one is the enforcement of God's word. Bible says that God said, let there be and there was. Let there be and there was. So the world was framed by the word of God. So to change your world, you have to change it by God's word. What God says is a determining factor which when it's applied can change somebody's story. Now, the word of God doesn't change anything until it finds an expression in somebody's mouth. And you will be held accountable and culpable for the words that are coming out of your mouth. Your life is a fruit of your words. What you are saying will determine what you will be seeing. What you are saying will determine what you will be seeing. And nature responds to the word of God in your mouth. We were created to be able to speak for it to be so. That's how God created us. So he said, and every name, every name Adam called the animals, Genesis chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. And whatever Adam called each living thing, what? It was his name. Bible said, God said, let there be. And what? It was so. Before we started saying amen, earth has been saying, creation has been saying amen to God. Amen means let it be. And God said, let there be light. And there was. Let there be light. Light said, amen. So when a man of God is preaching and you fail to say amen, you are missing out on what is being declared. You are blessed. It was so, not because it showed up. 
It was so because situation, it was accepted. That's the result. So the acceptance of what God has said becomes the results that you see. So we only see the results, but the results was what God said, it was so. Amen. That's why in Christianity and in the New Testament, your amen must be through Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. He said, for all, all the promises of God in him are, ah, every promise God has said, once God, God said it, all the promises of God in him are, yes, and in him, the glory of the Father. Once you are in him, then you can uh, the word of God is enforceable by those who are in Christ. So, you have to say amen to what you are hearing God say to you. Don't sit in a church where you can't say amen. <laughs> Somebody didn't get what I said. A church you can't say amen is in, you will be dying inside there. Yeah. It's like you go into a room where you can't breathe. Yeah. You can't breathe. They say no one should breathe here. Yeah. And you are staying there. Come out of that room. Yeah. Amen is the breath line. Wow. Is the life supply line of God's manifestation. So the Bible ends with one word. Amen. He's telling us something. So, what you say will determine what you see. And what you say should be what God is saying. We are meant to repeat what God is saying so we will see what God has purposed. That's one. In fact, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6, he said, don't make a mistake and don't say anything at all. He said, do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. Another, you don't tell the angel, oh, I didn't mean what I said. Uh, I, I didn't mean it. I was just upset. So, no, 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 you said it. Another said, don't say before the messenger, that's the angel of God, that it was an error. Why should you, why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the works of your hands? So there are people who are put, you are buying every the most expensive makeup. But still, marriage is not happening because you are failing to put your amen where it must be. And you are saying things about church and about your commitment to God, which is making your work. He said, God destroys the work of your. So everything your hand is building to give you an advice is being pulled down. He said, destroying the work of your hand. Because of what you are saying. Not what you are doing. Not what you are doing, what you are saying. Tonight, we are going to say some things yes. in prayer. Yes. I've taught a lot of things oh, yes. without a title. I've taught a lot of deep things. Yes. Oh, yeah. How you do well in life has everything to do with your insights. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are Christians without, they are insightless Christians. I mean, how can you be talking against a man of God who God's hand is on? You lack insight. Yeah. You must lack insight. Yeah. You must, even let's say he's wrong. 
But you know the hand of God is on him. You lack insight. Yeah. It is not intelligence that destroys yoke. <laughs> Neither is it hard work or information. In the book of Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27, it said it's anointing that destroys the yoke. And what determines a man of God is the anointing on his life. Not his looks. Not his phonetics. Not his abilities to do things the way you like. He might do things the way you don't like, but sorry, he still carries an anointing. In, and it is the anointing a person carries that destroys a yoke. What is a yoke? Something that has been placed on you that will not give you the liberty you need in life. It's a yoke. Some, some of us, health certain health challenges are demonic yokes. But anointing destroys yoke. So if you identify that you have, there's a yoke at play, don't look for, don't Google. <laughs> don't go to Google and search, do a research. Look for somebody who carries an anointing. Look, look for an anointing. Because it takes anointing to destroy yokes. It takes anointing. Read your Bible. What does that mean? That means that yokes are destructible. They can be destroyed. But the truth is many yokes are left intact. Because what it takes to destroy the yoke, people can't access it. Satan will manage to divert your direction towards the anointing. You would so, okay, let's say he's an anointed man. You are dealing with him. He, Satan knows that, that this anointing will destroy the yoke on that lady's life. So suddenly, he makes you begin to see his beard that is not kept. That's not come. He makes you begin to see the way sometimes he talks to you and you don't like it. The way sometimes he's not, he's not patient or he's just, he rebukes, yeah, rebukes. He makes you begin to feel, but uh, why, why, if I don't go to church, why must I tell the pastor I'm not going to church? So he makes you begin to develop a certain arrogant attitude which is very common in UK. Arrogant. Arrogant attitude especially when you get a good job. Or you have something that looks like a good job. Or you buy a new car. Now you bought your house. You finish. Satan, if, if Satan would like to give you all those things as long as it will keep you away from the anointing. Because so your yoke will remain intact and it will be passed on to your children. But I see yokes being destroyed tonight. Every yoke that has been passed on to you by your mother, from your mother's background, from your father's background, I see it being destroyed. Being destroyed. In the name of Jesus. The anointing destroys you. I've seen people who were on Satan's death row. 
But they had encountered with this anointing in this house. And they are living. Yeah. They are living. Anointing destroys yokes. The spirit, Jesus himself said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel. To open the eyes of the blind. Uh, to, uh, to, to, uh, to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to those who are in captivity. Satan, he said in Isaiah chapter, I think 15 verse 24, 25, somewhere there also. It says that can, can a lawful captive be delivered? You can't go and deliver someone who has been, who is lawfully. Because that sickness on that sister, she deserves it because she did the wrong thing. It's called lawful captivity. He said, can, can the lawful captive, chapter 49, rather, sorry, I'm sorry. 49 says that. Shall the prey be taken away from the mighty or lawful captive be delivered? The answer, this is a rhetorical question. It means you can't answer. It. You don't need an answer. Common sense tells you no. Yeah. And look at the next verse. But. Yeah. Not when an, 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 an anointing comes in place. But that saith the Lord. Even the captive of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prayer of the terrible shall be delivered. That prolonged battle is coming to an end. That prolonged battle is coming to an end. I told you, the way it works is what you are saying. When you hear a prophet, if you think that this is mine, you have your amen must be very full of faith. If if you are too gentle to shout amen or say amen, you are too gentle for a radical testimony. He said interesting for for I will contend with him that contendeth with thee and I will save your children. This God. This God. So if you need yokes destroyed, then you need an anointing. The good news is the anointing is if you need petrol. Do you have to go to the oil refinery? No, no. You don't need to go offshore to go and drill it. It has just been drilled and it has been loaded into the yeah. petrol station. Yeah, just find your uh, the nearest station. Yeah, yeah. So if you need a yoke destroyed and you it needs an anointing, anointing is not in heaven. Heaven doesn't need anointing. Anointing is for the earth. And God puts his anointing on human beings. Who Satan will always misinterpret and misrepresent and misconstrue. So there will be more people who will be shouting, crucify him, crucify him. Because the fallen heart finds it lucrative to attack an anointed. Telling you, God has packaged me. Yes. 
for you, for you, for you. And tonight, the anointing here will destroy the yoke. Shout amen. amen. There's this intense prophetic atmosphere going on here. It's very intense. Before we even pray, there's an intense prophetic atmosphere. Yokes are just being destroyed. Before, before I go on, look at the next verse, verse 25. The next verse. Well, that's here. Verse 26. Verse 26. And I'll feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh. And they shall be drunken with their own blood. As with sweet wine. And all flesh shall know that I am the Lord thy Savior. How will God do that? How would I do how, how would he do that? How can God help people without? An anointed. So he said, touch not. He didn't say, touch not my anointing. Because you can't touch the anointing. But you end up touching the anointed. Touch not mine anointed. So it's not whether he's wrong or he's right. The fact that my anointing is on him, don't make a mistake by touching him. He wouldn't tell you not to touch the anointing because you can't touch the anointing. But the anointed is human. The anointed is touchable. You can heavily gossip against an anointed person. You can heavily criticize an anointed person. You can heavily develop an attitude against an anointed person. And you have you end up paying for it. Never forget this. Touch not my anointed. It's like who is an anointed? Some who, someone who has anointing on him. So if you want to touch some people, just first of all do a research check. Go on Google. See, is this is there an anointing on him? Oh, okay. This one is untouchable. Yeah. Touch not my anointing. All right. So the anointing destroys the yoke. Because if you touch the anointed, who will carry the anointing? Some of us, I am not stupid to assume that all the things I'm dealing with from my father's background, my mother's background, I can deal with it. And my anointing, my own anointing, is not good enough. Because you need ancient oils. So there are people who organize their own private prayer and fasting. You check it, try it. Organize your own private prayer and fasting without the engagement of a prophet, of an anointed man. It won't take you anywhere. That's how crucial an anointed person is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see God myself. I'm in my, my whole room, my room. I'm doing 40 days. I'm doing, I'm doing 40 days. Satan will actually come to you. Yeah. yeah. When you just finished 40 days, what did you see? Is it not the devil who came? 
But with all humility and respect, what I'm trying to say is, since I got myself connected to the greater oils, it, it, it costs, you have to pay a price of humility. It takes a high level of pri price of humility. I connected myself. You have been here. And we can see the, 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 the difference. The difference. It's, 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 an, it's, it's an amazing thing. And it is working like wildfire. Oh, yeah. As I said, if you don't get your testimony, you are to blame. Yeah. You are to blame. So I am here to let you know that that yoke Anything that looks like a yoke on your life, don't worry. It's going to be at the mercy of tonight's service. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm actually preaching. I am delivering strong insight. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. And so, two things. One is what God is saying, which you are saying. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Let your life be without covetousness. For God has said, I will neither leave, never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6. So that we can say. So why did he say it? So that we can say it. So we can say it. So if you don't say it, you won't have what he said. So don't let your mouth cause thy flesh to sin. There are sometimes people call you and say something, or you go through something and you feel like open your mouth and say something. You have to say no comment. No comment. I won't use my mouth to destroy my flesh. I won't use my mouth to destroy my flesh. Why are they collecting tight? No comment. I keep paying. I keep paying. I keep paying. I keep paying. God is with me. I've not got all the revelation, but I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that this is how to do it. So let me just keep doing it. Let me just keep doing it. Number two is in 1 Samuel chapter um, 2 verse 3. Let's all read that loud from the screen, please. Hold no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions God looks at your actions to determine his next step in your life. <laughs> God regards what you are doing to determine what he will do next. Because he weighs your actions. By God, actions are weighed. If actions didn't matter, it wouldn't weigh them. So to get the intervention of heaven, you, there is the requirement to speak what God is speaking and back it with certain actions. Yes. After a, a, a service like this, you have to take some actions. Make, watch this. Most Anointed meetings leaves you with an action step. Because by him, actions are weighed. So there must be a call to action. 
That is why the Holy Spirit is not allowing me just to lead the prayer. But to speak so someone knows the course of action. And as I'm speaking, anyone who is hearing from God, you will know what to do. Different, different people. So everybody is hearing for himself. God is telling you, do this, do this. After the service, do this. Okay, do this. From next up, go to Everybody is hearing. As I stood here, I began to hear. I began to hear. More prayer, more prayer, more prayer, more prayer. When you hear God, you will know there's an action to take. Those of us who have reduced hearing from God to just how you feel. Yeah! After the year, we must see you doing <laughs> All the crying. If there is no corresponding action after the crying, you have wasted a lot of energy. Do it. You have wasted a lot of energy. There must be corresponding action. Why? Because by God. See, sir, when the lady prayed and prayed and poured her, her bitterness before. First Samuel chapter 1. Hannah. Poured the bitterness of her soul to God. And the man of God said, Why are you drunk? I have not drunk. I'm, I'm, I'm pouring my heart before God. And the man of God said, Oh, go and may the God of Israel may he remember you. The verse 17 says that. That's a very important one. Uh, 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 it says that. The, the, okay, uh, go to the verse 18. The verse 18. And she said, Let your hand make it. So the woman went her way and ate and her face was no long face will determine how long you wait. Wow. <laughs> Some people are always wearing a very long face. When you step in church, ushers are threatened. It's like you are almost like a terrorist. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going through. What I'm going to stop wearing what you are going through on your face. Her face was no longer sad. Even though she hasn't received the answer, she heard the man of God said, Go! And may the God of Israel go your way. And the God of Israel grant you your petition which you have asked him. And then she went and eating. Before then, she wasn't eating. She wasn't eating. And she was sad. But after this, she went, her face was no longer. Now, look at what happened. Look at what happened. Okay, see, see what happened. Uh, the next verse. Then they rose early and went uh, before, uh, worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house in Ramah. And Ekana knew the wife. And God remembered. See, when her countenance was no longer sad, when the husband came to her that evening and as the husband was, was with her, the Lord remembered. Ah. This is a woman whose actions have weighed. So the next verse, she was saying that, God, let no one talk so proudly. Let your actions determine your level in the spirit. Oh, oh, chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse, verse 3. Talk no one so very proudly. Let no arrogance come out from your mouth. For the Lord is God of the God of God. And by him actions are weighed. Don't, don't, don't. Let your actions tell us your position in the spirit. No, we are praying. Don't tell me I'm a guru, you know. I have deep revelation in Crossroads. Let, let's, let's see somebody who is genuine about the things of God. You want someone to do something, serve in the church, serve in the church, I'll do it. I even mentioned that very soon we are going to set up an account for building 
project. You, it should be on your heart that you start saving money aside because you, you see, access are away. Come on, access away. You scream and scream and scream, no corresponding action. How can you close from such a meeting and enter a, 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 a somebody's room for ministration? For private interviews. Hey! Yeah, and for laying on of hands. Somebody shall mercy. So these are all things we should know. Now let's hit the grounds of mercy and then we pray and go. Your insight will give you an upper hand in the affairs of life. So uh, chapter 31 of Psalm. That's all we read today, right? Psalm 31. Amazing. He said, don't let never be, let me not be ashamed, Lord. In you, oh Lord, I put my trust. Say trust. trust. Ah, I like this one. Let me never be ashamed. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Karis Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.